Welcome to Dream Vision Group, specializing in blindness and low vision products and people. Technology can change our lives for the better, but it can also create problems we never dreamed of. At Dream Vision Group, we put training first. We're here to help. Our experienced support team can troubleshoot whether your device needs routine maintenance or a complete overhaul to get you back on track. There is no one-size-fits-all product. Our team of experienced users can provide consultation and advice to match you or your organization with the right solution for your situation. Dream Vision Group. Training. Support. Solutions. Hello, and thank you for joining us. I'm Jen Gibble, partner at Dream Vision Group. We are a new company specializing in blindness and low vision products and people, and we are delighted to be first-time exhibitors at ACB. This week, we have a series of short presentations for the virtual exhibit hall. Please check out our website at www.dreamvisiongroup.org to find a schedule of our daily presentations, information about our product lineup and training packages, summer show specials, and an entry form to win one of our raffle prizes. Again, that's www.dreamvisiongroup.org. Today, Damian Pickering will be talking to Mike Tyndall about the CubeRail, Polaris, and U2 products from HIMSS and the process he uses to find the best fit for customers. Hello, it's Damian with Dream Vision Group. Today, we're going to talk about the CubeRail, the Polaris, and the U2, but we're going to talk about them from the perspective of helping someone evaluate what would be the right product for their particular situation. It is my pleasure to welcome independent trainer, my dear friend, Mike Tyndall. Hey, Mike, how are you? Well, Damien, how are you? I'm doing good as well. You've always been my go-to guy, regardless of who you worked for, um, what products you represented. You've been somebody that I would call a, if I needed to troubleshoot a situation, but also if I just needed an honest opinion about what technology was out there and you know, how it compared with what else is out there. So I wonder if you could talk to me a little bit about the Polaris, the U2, and the CubeRail. Um, how do you help people make the best choice for them? Absolutely. And I do want to say thank you, Damien, for having me on the program today. Um, you know, this is my whole life. It's what I've done for the past 20 years. And, um, you know, oftentimes there are choices to be made. And I'm going to start off and talk about the U2 and the Polaris. They allow you to do word processing. They allow you to do web browsing. They allow you to do email, send and receive, read your mail, forward it, reply to it. They also allow you um, the ability to use them as a Braille display, either for a PC or Mac, as well as with iOS and Android phones. And so, you know, the real main difference is how many cells do you need? And I, I often tell people, get as many cells as you can afford to get. You want to be able to read as many Braille cells on a line as you can. It's going to improve your reading speed because you're looking at more content at one time. The cells themselves are actually doing less work 
So at the end of the day, the overall unit may last you longer because you're using all those cells. And even though there are more of them, they're not refreshing as often. So that's just something to think about, especially someone doing math or computer programming, especially you want as many cells under your fingers as you can get. And so um, I like using a device that is designed from the ground up for the blind because it's easier using an app that may be developed specifically for the blind. And so the U2 is just that. It gives us the, the options that we have. Um, they're built-in apps, all written by HIMSS, um, and, and they're, they're on the U2. And then the next device would be the BrailleSense Polaris. And the main difference is it can basically do a lot of the same functions that the U2 can do in that it gives us, as I said earlier, email, web browsing, word processor, um, you know, all the things that we typically would do in a given day. We also have on both devices, um, we have a, a, a DAISY book reader that can um, allow us to read, um, you know, BRF books or DAISY books. And the nice thing about the Polaris is, you know, maybe you want to use specific apps like Apple Music or you want to use Amazon Music or you want to synchronize your iCloud calendar or your Google calendar with um, a Google Home and then you want those appointments to all be synchronized with your Polaris. This can all be done because the Polaris is running on an Android operating system. So therefore, we can install third-party apps. We also can utilize basically any app that is accessible from the Google Play Store. And as we are moving forward in development, we've kind of taken the U2 as far as we can go. However, updates come out all the time for the BrailleSense Polaris. So the major differences in those two devices is the ability to be able to install third-party app and, you know, the development of the Polaris is continuing to grow. And then the third product that we're going to talk about today is the Q-Braille. And the Q-Braille is, you know, like most all units that are just standalone Braille displays, the unit does not have speech. And so one of the first questions that I would ask, does speech matter to the, to the customer or the client using the standalone device? And if they tell me yes, then the Q-Braille at that point um, it would certainly be off the table because it does not have speech built in. However, that device is designed with a few onboard built-in apps, such as a notepad for doing word processing, a calculator, a stopwatch, a daisy reader for reading books, but it's primarily used to be connected to other devices, such as a computer running in VDA or JAWS, a Mac, or an iOS device. And one of the very important things that I would want to point out about the Q-Braille is that basically it has all your modifier keys. So things like control, function, windows, alt, space, as well as a shift key, a caps lock key, a tab key. And then on the very top row, 
we have the escape key followed by all of your function keys, F1 through F12. To the right of F12, you have a six pack. So you've got home end, page up, page down, delete and insert um, as a typical six pack that we're used to seeing. So what that allows is for someone maybe who's in, 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 in school or college and you're using a computer or a Mac, um, we do have the ability to change the keyboard layout on the cube rail to have it either emulate Microsoft, so it's emulating a Windows keyboard, or Apple, so it's emulating a Mac keyboard to control those devices. So when you're doing things like Windows R, Control C, Control V, uh, Control Shift D for your default configuration manager if you're configuring JAWS, um, Alt F4 to close programs. You don't have to think about, as you do with often other Braille displays on the market, um, you know, what command do I want to do? So what modifier key do I have to think about in my head when I'm using a Braille display to control the device? Nor do you have to reach up to your computer keyboard and make the keystroke because you can make all of the keystrokes that you need directly on the QBraille itself. So those are really the differences in the three products. So first of all, just to summarize, is it someone who needs speech? And if the answer is yes, then you want a, a U2 or a Polaris. Second question is, are you going to be installing third-party apps? And if the answer is absolutely not, then the U2 may be exactly what you need. But if you want to kind of get into the Android ecosystem and you want to install third-party apps and you want to, you know, have a device that is kind of the newest, latest, greatest thing and you need speech, then certainly the Polaris would be a good option to go with. But, you know, if you want to stay in the cutting edge of, of the latest and greatest technology, the Polaris or the Cube Rail is certainly the way to go. If you're kind of budget conscious and you need to spend a little bit less money, then certainly the U2 would also be a very viable option. When we think about all of these devices, it's like no one device is going to be the absolute do all everything device. We think about all of these devices as a tool in our toolbox to do the things that we need to do and what is the most efficient way for us to do it and what is the best tools that we need. Sometimes we do need other tools like a smartphone or a laptop or a Mac. Depending on what the task at hand is, what is the best tool that we're gonna use? If we're gonna drive a nail, do we want a hammer or do we want a saw? It's kind of like that. Right, I really appreciate that when it comes to assistive technology, we have as many choices as we do, but there is so much overlap and it really can be challenging. So I almost wonder if what we need to do is go through an evaluation, take each of these points that you've made. How important is the number of Braille cells? Maybe put it on a scale of one to five. How important is speech? Put it on a scale of one to five. How important is the ability to install third-party applications? Rank that. Because in some ways, I mean, we might want everything on the list, but the, you know, the real job of picking the right product for our situation is to 
come away with a sense of what is going to be most useful to me most of the time. That's exactly right, Damien. And when I, you know, when I, when I, when I try to help someone make a decision about what is the best product, I do for them exactly what you're talking about as far as, you know, these are the evaluation criterias and where do you rate yourself on the scale? And then we kind of take a look about, okay, the, you know, having these products available, these are the pros, these are the cons. Now let's narrow it down and kind of decide where we want to be. And then we, you know, then we move forward in making, you know, wise purchase decision. And I'll say the real answer here is keep in mind, one product is not going to be your end all be all end all the buck stops here it's about the best tool to get the job done right so we can look at each product what its strengths are what its limitations are but we really need to look at the person and the job they need to do because a computer programmer is going to have very different needs than an author for example Absolutely. It is all about the person. It's not even about the product, really. I mean, it is, but it's mainly about the person. What do you need on a daily basis to live your life? And that may be in work, as well as church, singing in a choir, uh, listening to music casually. You know, it's, it's, it's all about what do we need in our daily life to get the most functionality that we can achieve out of the device that we have at hand. Mike, thanks so much. Always a pleasure to talk with you. Absolutely, Damien. Thank you. I'm Jen Gibble. Thanks again for joining us. Come back tomorrow for a presentation by Jonathan Taylor, Braille Displays versus Note Takers, Pocket Edition, featuring the Actolino and Polaris Mini. For more information about Dream Vision Group, our product lineup and training packages, summer show specials, and a chance to win one of our raffle prizes, please visit our website at www.dreamvisiongroup.org. You can email us at info at dreamvisiongroup.org or call us at 512-662-1629. Dream Vision Group. Defining the task determines the tools. We'll meet you where you are. You tell us where you want to go. Mm -hmm.